Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introduce us, Ethan. All right. Oh. Hey, everybody. My name's Ethan, at Bropossel. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. And this is The Crunch. <laughs> Oh, then we have to use that music for the intro that time. And his name was <laughs> Ethan Stevie. Wow, that's gonna be really loud. You probably just broke everybody's ears from yelling. That's not gonna be on there. You're gonna edit that out, right? I might not edit it out. I don't know. I don't do a ton of editing. I make it sound like I do way more editing than I actually do. It's really just putting the music in and making sure the levels sound good. But it takes time. It's important. It is um, important. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? I, it's, doing it's, been, well. it's been 30 minutes since we started the last podcast, but it's true. Uh, they don't know that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we got we to gotta give them high-quality intro banter uh, to satiate their need. Am I right or am I right? You're right, but we already used our superhero banter. Yeah. So um, we actually we didn't talk about our week. Like, what happened to you this? Our week? weekends. Yeah. yeah weekend. I had the best weekend of all time. Um, we don't get a fall break. We just go all the way till Thanksgiving, and we get a week off, um, which has its pros and cons. But around halfway through the semester, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm done with this. So <laughs> I I had my own fall break. I hosted it by myself, and it was just me. And so this past weekend on Friday night. Um, I got done with all the homework that I had. I didn't, I didn't have anything left to do, so I just was totally free this weekend. And starting at like 6 or whatever, um, I just ate food, relaxed, hung out. Some friends came over, but they went out to the bars or whatever. So I was alone in my house. And I went upstairs and I played Civilization Five until about 3 in the morning, <laughs> which was great because I never get to do that. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And then I slept until 1.30 on Saturday, got up. Watched the Harry Potter movie marathon until whenever, and it was late and dark again. Then I went back to sleep, got up for 8 a.m. mass, went, read a book on the liturgy, fell asleep, <laughs> got up, ate some food, uh, hung out with some people, advertised for Seek, and uh, went to that stop chant thing that I was telling you about last time. Nice. And uh, came back and went to bed. It was great. It was a really good weekend. That's awesome. I um yeah. I oh what was I what was I going to talk about? What were you going to talk about? I have no idea. Nothing fun happened to me this weekend. That's not true. 
I, uh, on Sunday, I did nothing. Right. And on Saturday, I did nothing. Yep. And... Man, I wish I'd remember what I was going to talk about. I wish I'd written this down like a real podcaster is supposed to do. But it happened to you, so you shouldn't forget it. I know. I don't know. Ask me Ask me a question that like stimulates a memory. When was the first time you realized that you loved your parents? Oh. Um, <laughs> that. Not that kind of memory? Not that kind of memory. Like a recent, oh, like short term. Oh, oh. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I had a breakfast wrap for breakfast this morning. It was beautiful. Do, you, was do they serve breakfast wraps? Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. The reason that Boom, I didn't do welcome. anything this weekend. Breakfast food solves like, all problems. It's true. Thanks, Leslie. Nope. <laughs> I um I watched a lot of Gilmore Girls because Sarah finished <laughs> Gilmore Girls, and so now I can watch it again. Nerd. And she's been holding it over my head. She's like, oh, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, I know I don't know what's going to happen, Sarah, because you told me I wasn't allowed to know what was going to happen. So now I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Well, there you I go. went from, like, season 8 to or episode 8 to episode 20 in, like, two days. Yikes. My room is pristine. I cleaned while I watched it. <laughs> there you go. That's it's productive, at least. Yeah. I'm not a monster. I mean, to some people. <laughs> You're not strong. Okay. Um, so we we wanted to record two today because we don't like being behind. And I tweeted out um, if you guys wanted uh, us to talk about anything in particular. We got a variety of answers. Um, favorite waffle toppings. Um, waffles in Parks and Rec. Waffles from the Vatican. Lots of waffles. <laughs> Which is good. I love I love the hype about breakfast food, but also um, how we should act online, which we kind of talked about already. Liturgical abuse, which we're just going to stay away from because we're not liturgists. And we don't know yeah. anything about anything. And if you're not a liturgist, um, you really shouldn't talk about liturgy, right? If you do, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't have a degree in liturgy, probably just don't talk about liturgy. All right, <laughs> just go go to mass, go to go to the Novus Ordo, go to the Extraordinary Form, whatever you like, but just just go. And unless you see some outright heresy, just kind of keep your mouth shut. I'm kidding. A little bit. If there's liturgical dance, obviously you should report it, but I'm not going to... Absolutely, because we know that's only allowed in not the West. That's actually a thing. I'll look up that document for proof. Okay, good. You probably (laughs) just triggered half of our listeners. Sorry. It's fine. Um... We got one to talk about the Bible, which is too good to do on a 30-minute notice. So we're going to talk about the Bible at some point. Probably not today. But a lot of you people wanted us to talk about uh, saints. Uh, Hannah said how dope JP2 is, which is a good suggestion. Um, Favorite saints. Which saints do you not jive with from Steve the Missionary? Shout out Steve the Missionary. You're one of my favorite Twitter accounts. But um, (laughs) So we, we figured we'd talk about saints and kind of merge it in with... Um, how the saints have affected our prayer lives, how we've been inspired by the saints, how um, we can use prayer to become saints, and just kind of go off and uh, meander in that direction. What do you think, Patrick? I like that idea. I do, I do too. I came up with it. Patrick <laughs> came up with it, not me. <laughs> but was, I'm gonna claim I'm gonna claim that was my idea because I upload the podcast. Hopefully, we're on iTunes by the time this comes out. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, really. If this was the first one on iTunes. Um, let us know. Tweet me if this is on iTunes. I'm going to forget that I said that, but 
<laughs> Send me a tweet that says, Ethan, you're on iTunes. Congratulations <laughs> with the 100 Don't emotions. forget us when you're famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how should we start this? What should we... I don't know, I don't know where to begin. What, what saint do you, do you jive with the most? I, well, I thought the question was, what saints do we not jive with? Yeah, I know, but I switched it around because we're talking about positives. Oh, okay. Well... That sounds good. We can talk. <laughs> the saint that I don't drive with is Saint Pope Pius the Twelfth. Stop it! But... <laughs> You're not going down that road. <laughs> We're going down that road. Traditionalists, strap in because this is going to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Calm down, Patrick. Uh, I, I hope you weren't going to do that, and you did, and I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, so, which saints do I drive with? There's a few. Um, I really drive with. St. Thomas Aquinas, he's my confirmation saint. Oh, there you go. Um, which is really cool. I drive with St. Philip Neri, mm-hmm. who um, we can talk about more. A lot of people don't know about him, but he's um, very joyful. He was a very funny man. Patron um, saint of comedy. Which is why, yeah, good. You know, I try to be like him because I know that I'm not funny and I just need him. I need his <laughs> intercession so that I can be funny, maybe sometime in the future. Um, I really like Padre Pio. Mm. He's on my scapular, which is cool. He looks like Nick Cage on my scapular. If you didn't see that tweet, Padre Pio might <laughs> might have been Nick Cage the vampire, you know, a couple, you know, 150 years ago or whatever that was. But like him, I'm just going off. I'm just going listing to all the saints that I ask for their intercession for when I pray. Um, St. Joseph, uh, St. Joseph of Cupertino, um, St. John Paul II, um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, St. John Chrysostom, really cool. St. Maria Goretti. Um, and then, obviously, the Blesses, Pierre Giorgio and Chiara um, are uh, both really solid ones, too. Both so, of them. They're so yeah, great. So those, that's kind of my list. You guys now know the litany that I that I uh, ask for their intercession for every night. What about you, Patrick? St. Therese of Lisieux. Ooh, so good. I have her medal. It's a third-class relic. I'm super obsessed with her and her parents. They're the bomb. Um, when I, when her parents, when bless, or sorry, when Saint Louis and Sully Martin were canonized, I texted Sarah, freaking out, and she was like, "What?" And I'm like, "A couple just got canonized together. That doesn't. That's never. That like really didn't happen ever." And I'm like, "That's right. awesome." And then I was like, that makes me think that I can, that makes me say like, oh, I can be a saint even if I do get married because marriage doesn't make you a heathen ineligible what? for What? I know. And so they give me hope and St. Therese gives me, um, uh, what's it called? Um, the method practicals Ooh. for how to become a saint because she's crazy. St. Therese, uh, St. Francis de Sales. His Ooh, book, yeah, Intro to one. the Devout doesn't Life, he, is... Doesn't Francis de Sales have a really good quote about um, staying calm throughout your day? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Or, like, not not being in a hurry. Isn't that him? Yeah. It's a really good he, quote. He has a lot of suggestions. He has, like, more practical suggestions for the spiritual life, which is why he wrote a book about it. He, yeah. um, one, of, one of the best things that I've ever heard, and I'm probably going to talk more about him later, is... Uh, his um he's like when when you're in prayer and you have inspirations keep them as though you would keep flowers and smell them throughout the day and he's like oh. so pray in the morning and like take in all that inspiration and keep it in your heart and like bed your nest the bed like bed the nest of your heart with the inspirations god gives you throughout the day oh my gosh he's fantastic and uh saint louis de montfort the marian like yep. just 
the Marian apostle of the, you know, he's awesome. Um, yeah, those are just like St. Teresa of Avila. Her feast day was recently. She's mm-hmm. awesome. And that's really all I can think of. I wasn't prepared. I want to share some stories about St. Philip Neri because he's who I want to be in life. He was – yes. He gave he was he was really good. He worked with the youths, which is great because I am a youth, but I also work with other youths. And so <laughs> I use his him as inspiration, but he was also like there's some really freaking funny stories about him. So um uh, just looking at Catholic online. If you don't know something about a saint, literally just google them and go to catholic.org or catholic.com. Like just go and learn and research. There's Accurate. no the longer you do it, the more cool it gets. But um so St. Philip Neri, uh, one time a priest gave a beautiful sermon and Philip ordered him to give the same sermon six times in a row so people would only think that he had one sermon. Or um, one time uh, a man wanted to wear like a hair shirt like with hair inside so it would like a brave – a braise. It would hurt his skin, you know. Um, but uh, Philip Neri told him, you know, flip it around and wear the hair outside so that it doesn't hurt you so that you can learn humility. And, and look goofy while doing it, you know. <laughs> Sometimes one of his uh, penances was making someone carry a cat around town. Like it's just weird, funny stuff that he did um, <laughs> that I think he had this levity about him that really attracted, like I said, the youths to him. But also um, is just very, very good to understand that you can be kind of a goofball but also uh, be really holy, which I don't think a lot of people – associate with each other which has been kind of my struggle because i kind of you know i'm that way i'm not really uh a straight and narrow well i am straight and narrow i'm i'm heterosexual and i'm skinny but um (laughs) dang it sorry (laughs) (laughs) you have to be be heterosexual and skinny to get into heaven all the fat gays are going to hell oh my goodness (laughs) garbage all right so edit that out what i'm saying is that you can be uh you don't have to be this super pious serious person all the time to be a saint um in fact it's quite encouraged that you are not because nobody likes a a no fun person yeah you know what i mean that's why i like philip neri he inspires me to continue to not be a no fun person saint therese um she would always she said once she was like i'm probably gonna butcher this quote um probably are when i see the saints i see them as tall mountaintops and i'm like a piece of sand a grain of sand trodden underfoot and um a a speaker a sister bethany madonna you she she once said she's like i hate that quote because if saint therese is a grain of sand then i'm an amoeba you know, a, a single-celled organism like that crawls on the sand and is like, "Please help me be a saint." You know, but the fact that like that's true for all of us that when we see, we we tend to look at saints, these huge mountaintops, and see ourselves as grains of sand. But Saint Therese is calling us. She she constantly said, "I'm going to be a saint. There's no doubt about it because the Lord loves me and the Lord wants this for me. And as long as I say that I want it too, He's going to make it happen." And mm-hmm. so that's like. The spirituality of Saint Therese is this like childlike confidence in her father. And it's and sometimes we want the humility to say like, Oh, I'm not even I don't even deserve to go to like purgatory. You know, like don't think like that. 
God doesn't want us to think like that. God wants us to think that the Holy Spirit can do anything through us. The Holy Spirit can make us insane saints that inspire generations for thousands of years to come. You know, like, God wants us to be that great. Um, you know, of course, there's the element of fame that comes with that, that we definitely need to work around and try to avoid pride. But St. Therese wasn't very worried about pride. She didn't even think anyone outside of her convent was going to know who she was. <laughs> but they do. So, yeah. St. Therese has taught me a lot. She's also taught me how to how to treat other people. I, I, I mentioned her earlier in the last podcast, right? Earlier in our conversation. Yeah, I think you did. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Assuming Sorry, virtue. Assuming, assuming virtue in other people. Right. Is, um, yeah, so like... If, if you see someone doing something that you you think might be sinful or wrong or see someone do something that you say like, oh, that might be because of a disordered desire of theirs, you just always assume virtue. Don't assume mm-hmm. that they're sinning. Always assume virtue. Right. Um, and uh, St. Francis de Sales kind of said something along the same line where he was like, uh, in terms of spiritual practices, like don't discredit someone else's spiritual practices because, Ooh. yeah, like you think that they're wrong. Um that's good. I use that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, don't discredit or uphold something automatically. You know, he just, just like take it and at charismatics, at it. traditionalists. Yeah, it's it's definitely true for our time. Just because like someone prays this way doesn't mean that, that way to pray is wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I mean this his book Introduction to the Devout Life. Pick it up, buy it, pray with it. Is just like. We all, I mean, I've always complained, like, why isn't there a manual on how to be a Christian? I'm like, oh, look, yeah. there it is. You know, like, there's Boom. the Bible. That's awesome. But there's also this book by this awesome saint. Oh, man. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's good. All that is very good. Um, there's this, like, I don't know what to call it, but there's this tagline that we get told so many times at conferences and on Twitter and everything is that we're called for sainthood. Yeah. And just like you're saying, a lot of people feel like that they're, you know, like they see it and they internalize it and they're like, yeah, I'm called for sainthood, but they don't believe it and they don't act in a way that they believe it. And that's where that's where all this that's where that's why that's why we have prayer, and you can't expect to become a saint if you don't pray. Yeah, that's just a fact. 
I mean, I would hope, you know, if someone, you know, didn't pray that, you know, God's mercy prevailed like it always does and they would still make it to heaven, they would still be a saint. But if you know about God and you understand what it means to pray and you want to have a relationship with him, but you don't pray, what are you doing? Like we, we have these examples exactly you were talking about that have basically just kind of set up for us for each and every type of person, you know, for people that struggle with lust, you know, we have St. Augustine for people that struggle with, um, pride. We have, like I said, St. Philip Neri for people that struggle with, uh, kind of maybe the workforce or what, I don't know. We have patrons, like we have St. Joseph. We have people who are, have, like, that's what patron saints are for is to help people with different issues in their life or who are at different places in their life become better Christians. And it's such a beautiful tradition that the church has given us, but nobody takes advantage of it. You know, these saints are great and we love talking about them for, you know, five minutes. It's their feast day on Twitter. Oh yeah, I love this saint, whatever. But then it's it's over and it's done and you don't learn anymore about that saint you don't pray anymore you don't think about that anymore and i think finding a few saints at least that identify with your position in life right now can vastly improve your spirituality in the way that you pray so that's a good point prayer i'm very good at making good points you can't pray or you can't be a saint if you don't pray you know um but that brings us to the question what is prayer whoa what is prayer ethan how long do we have? I'm kidding. What is prayer? Prayer is, I'm going to sound like a Catholic speaker. Prayer is just talking to God. That's all that it is. All right, Joel Osteen. <laughs> Stamp, step aside. I mean, really, we can make fun of that, but essentially that's it's all true. that it is. Yeah, you know, um, it can take shape in many different forms. You know, uh, praying the rosary is not the same as the prayer of the mass. Um, free form you know, uh, devotional prayer on your own is not the same as structured, you know, liturgy of the hours. Um, there's many, many different types of prayer, but it's at its core prayer is, um, engaging in a conversation with God and attempting to further your relationship with God so that your will may be more conformed to his will. That's really what the, the end game should be. Is that that's all we can do? That's all we can try to figure out in this life is what's God's will for me while I'm still here? How can I make that a possibility? The only way that you can know, like that's what this is what annoys me so much is that people are like, oh, I just don't know what God wants me to do in my life. Well, do you pray? No, not really. Do you read the Bible? No, not really. How do you expect to know? Like that's <laughs> like going up to someone, some family relative who you haven't spoken to in years and just expecting to know exactly what they want, exactly what their desires are, exactly what they think about you and all this stuff. It's the people that we know best and like I, I know my friends really well. Like I can look over my friend Josh in a meeting and I can tell exactly what he's thinking because I spend lots of time with him. And the same for me, you know, is that we when we spend time with a lot of people, we know what they're thinking and we know before they before they even have to say anything. And the same goes with God. You know, he might not be here. We might not be able to physically see him. But the more that we pray, the more that we know him, even if it feels like a one-sided conversation at times. Yeah. There's a St. Therese quote. Boom. That, right on um, me. Prayer is a surge of the heart. Uh, the later it says, an embrace of trial and of joy. Um. 
there's a little bit more look up look that up there's a little bit more in between that but that's the part that like really hit me a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago it's like mm-hmm. prayer is about love and um it's not always going to be a feeling you hear that all the time it's not always about a feeling but the point is facts don't care about your feelings ben shapiro <laughs> there's um that element of prayer it's about love and we have to keep reminding ourselves that it's about that. It's not about checking a box and doing my daily rosary or going to daily mass. That's not what prayer is about. Those are mm-hmm. prayers and those are good. But prayer is a surge of the heart. And while mass is a prayer, if your heart isn't faced towards God, you're not praying the way you should be. And your dispensation isn't going to grow. So like another thing about St. Therese is that heart she's she was talking to her sister i think one time and she was asking her sister why different people are graced more and like how that's not fair and so her sister takes a pitcher of water and fills up a a glass and like a dixie cup they didn't have dixie cups back then but right. it's like a shot glass and she's yeah. like which one is more full shot glasses at the convent yeah. which which one is more full so it's like God doesn't expect you to pray in this grandiose way right off the bat. God expects you to pray to your capacity, and he expects you to hold people to that. So when you decide to pray daily, which you should, I don't say if, I say when, when you decide to pray daily, you should choose an amount of time that is um, challenging but attainable. So like, I'm going to pray 15 minutes a day. That's good. I'm going to pray 30 minutes a day. Awesome. Boom. Yeah. We give you practicals. I can give practicals because um, I just recently started a prayer life, which is nuts. You know, yeah, it's so difficult. It's not easy because I mean, I've had this Catholic Twitter account for three, four years, however long I've been, you know, engaged in my faith since I was a freshman in high school. But I literally only started having a consecutive day after day quality prayer life the summer in between my sophomore and junior year of college, mm-hmm. which is just nuts. Like you think that would have started way sooner, but it didn't because it's just easier to not to. And so kind of what I like to do, or at least what I've been doing the past few months is, uh, every night I'll, I'll, I can't pray in the morning because usually I'm late to class. And so I have to make it to class. So I usually pray at night. Unfortunately, and, there's no solution to that. So you just have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> There's no way for me to get up earlier. It's not possible. <laughs> um, if you want to pray in the morning, you do you, but I just can't handle it sometimes. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but uh, so what I'll do is every day I'll pray a rosary no matter what. And sometimes I don't get to it during the day and I have to pray that at night, which is fine. But if I have prayed the rosary earlier in the day and I have time, I'll kneel down and I'll leave the light on, which is crucial. If you try to pray in the dark, you're not praying. You're falling asleep while thinking about God. That's very different. Um, So I leave the light on and I'll take, you know, 15 minutes. Like you said, it's not really a time, but I just go through kind of what I'm thankful for about that day. Um, People ask me to pray for them all the time. I pray for those people. I pray for my own personal intentions, Um, pray some memorized, recited prayers, Um, and then just try and take some time just to be like it's quiet at night. You know, my roommates are all asleep. Nothing's going on. No cars are driving by outside. I can just be still and be in that moment with God. And it doesn't have to, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to think about anything. I can just be there. And that's what a lot of people miss is that moment of 
a silence of not saying anything, which is really hard for me because I like to talk. I like to, I like to think that I make God laugh with my prayers. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. No, I get it. I yeah. don't think it's possible for us to call God Father if He doesn't laugh when we do silly things. You know, like right. I mean, <laughs> He definitely laughs. Like I trip. I I almost broke my ankle the other day because I stepped <laughs> off a curb the wrong way, and I went and I almost fell into oncoming traffic. And I'm pretty sure God was laughing, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know for sure. I cannot confirm nor deny the fact that the creator of the universe was laughing at me almost breaking my ankle the other day. <laughs> anyway, was that good? I don't know. I don't know what else you're looking for as far as practicals go. No, that was that was very practical. Yeah. Um. That's why I like books by saints because they give you practicals and a saint always has like in order to be a saint you have to pray and then you have to have this sense of like the sense of like going forth so saint francis de sales calls them affections and um resolutions but we can call them like ideas and plan so like you have the idea like i want to uh show people love more so you say, like, you don't just say, I'm going to go do that now. It, you have to say, like, okay, when I see this kid that I don't really like in my chemistry class, I'm going to show love to him by letting him borrow my pencil even though he chews on it, and I hate that. You know, it's, it's practical stuff like that. Um, he, St. Francis Sales talks about, like, people that go to confession, and they confess, like, broadly, like, I don't love God as much as I should. And it's like, no, of course you don't. You're a human being, and he deserves all the love confession. and more. It's a terrible confession. You need to confess, like, I didn't love God because I decided that I was too tired to pray for 15 minutes or five minutes before I went to bed. That's where I didn't love God this week, and I'm sorry. And then it's like, okay, well, your penance is do that. Like, that's a good penance-confession <laughs> relationship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Most of the time we know exactly what we need to do, Yeah. right? Most of the time God has placed on our hearts what he wants us to do. And we just ignore it. We just keep pushing it away. I knew for the longest time that I needed to pray a rosary every day, but I would just keep pushing it away. I would just keep pushing it away. And for some people, they know that they need to pray, you know, five minutes in the morning or they need to go to daily mass once a week or something like that, but they just keep pushing it away. And we have to embrace those. We have to embrace those little promptings of the heart of the spirit that because they all they do, nothing bad happens. Nothing bad happens if you pray more. Let me just put that out there right now. <laughs> you know, you're not going to, you're not, you're, I mean, your life will change, obviously, but it will only be for the better. So we just have to acknowledge those things and act upon them. We can't just be complacent. We can't just sit on our hands. And the saints teach us how to do that because they were doers. They didn't sit around and say, huh, I wonder if I should go do this thing. No, they went out and did it. They didn't, they didn't sit around. They didn't wait for the paperwork to be done. They just went out, sainthood, done. We have Saints were a bunch power. of doers. We have infinite power. We have the power to uproot trees and send them into the ocean, I think. Yeah. Right. We have that power. Why don't we use it? The saints knew they had that power because the Holy Spirit let them know they have that power. And, yeah. We're almost at 30 minutes. I think. I think we, we pretty much covered what I we mean, wanted to cover. I guess. I don't really remember what we wanted to talk about. What we talk- all, I, 
All I know is that I'm really freaking hungry, and <laughs> I've got a quesadilla with my name on it downstairs that I'm thin about to make, and I'm going to have a bowl of cereal along with it. Oh, oh it's going to be so good. I'm going to go so to Taco excited. Bell and watch Netflix. <laughs> TBH. And tweet about it. And tweet about it on Twitter. Yikes. That was awesome. so funny when the other day Catholic Lady saw you t- uh, on Twitter in the cafeteria in the morning. Do you remember Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny. I lost my mind. I tweeted about her, too. We tweeted about each other at the same time. It was hilarious. It's kind of weird. Date. No, I'm kidding. You're already dating a girl. Yeah, it's true. And she's already dating a guy. Oh, gross. Are there any single ladies out there on Catholic Twitter? <laughs> one of these... <laughs> one of these hosts is uh, very single and knows a lot about <laughs> prayer, obviously. So... You're not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Wouldn't be in bad shape. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> That's why Catholic Match needs to sponsor us. I know. We need to tag them in this podcast when we post. We do. It. Well, this. Well, that'd be. I mean, this podcast wasn't even about dating. It was about prayer. We just kind of <laughs> made stupid jokes at the end. Well, prayer is usually about dating. Let's be honest. At our age. True. Don't I just have... pray about dating. Pray about yeah. other things too. <laughs> God. Are you calling me to marriage? And where is she? Like, listen, uh, listen Scott to, Springer. listen to God's not your wingman. If you would like to hear more about yeah. this topic, <laughs> it's the first episode of this podcast, by the way. Oh, and prayer shouldn't only be about discerning the priesthood either. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, wow. Father Scott Trainer talked about this at a Seek talk last uh, last time Seek happened. He was like, <laughs> "There's a, there was um." Sorry, it's just funny. In his seminary, in his seminary, there are sinks in the in the dorm rooms, and guys would wake up and grab the sink and look in the mirror and go, "God, are you calling me to be a priest?" And he's like, "You're gonna drive yourself insane if that's all you pray about." I can't look <laughs> at myself in the mirror for very long, so I don't know how they do that. <laughs> my nose starts to freak me out if I look at it too closely. It's so big. I think it's endearing. My my enlarged nose. You can see it from the next zip code, dude. It's turn, so big. Don't turn to the side, Ethan. Don't, don't do it. My profile is looks like a dolphin snout. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're, we're done. We've exhausted this topic. Um, yeah. Wow. That, was a, that went by quick. Yeah, it did. That was a good conversation we had about saints and prayer. If you have any questions, hit us up. We'd love to talk more about them. Research your favorite saints. Learn about them. Learn about their spirituality. Take on some of that yourself. Um, encourage your friends and the other people around you to do the same. Um, we're all held to the high standard or we're all held to a standard. It might not be a high standard, but we're all held to a standard as far as prayer goes. So make sure you, make sure you engage with that and make it a part of your life. Um, yeah. You got anything else last minute? Nope. We pretty much covered everything. Sweet. Also, I'm tired of talking. (laughs) Yeah, me too. This has been, been a long day. Um, thank you guys. Uh, we'll pray for you. Please pray for us and we'll, uh, see you on the Twitters. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.